Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. Podcast of the outside with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to recap a series of Chicago Red Stars victories. Chicago Red Stars are on a winning streak. Have won themselves three games in a row. We're going to recap the last two wins for you. A lot of stuff here to unpack uh, with wins against Orlando and Sky Blue. And can't do it alone. No one can do anything alone. So I'm here tonight with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Walking, a.k.a. Scam Originator. How you doing tonight, Claire? Doing well. We made it through. The hard part's over. We've done it. Hey, man. Uh, this week was looking like potentially a disaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you, winning cures all because there are no problems. Everything is fine and everything feels great. And those are the vibes that you want to have right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Red Stars kicked off an eight-day week with a, three matches in between these eight days. And they kicked off their eight-day week with a win against Houston, which we recapped all for you last uh, last episode and then did a, a double preview of these two matches and results that we're going to go over right now. And uh, they hit the road to hit up the East Coast for two matches, Orlando and then in New Jersey. So it was a midweek match for this Orlando game that we're going to talk about kind of briefly for you guys because for those of you who were able to watch the match, as far as the play on the pitch, don't know if it told us or revealed anything too new Nothing. about the Red Stars, but the ending definitely did. So right. we're going to we're gonna get to that. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about it just so that for those of you who didn't get to watch it, maybe you'll feel a little less left out. But this match in Orlando was a midweek match. It was their first match on uh, away and on short rest. So I think heading into this match, uh, some of the concerns around the Red Stars going on this road trip was the fact that they had these games cramped into this week, right? So getting that win against Houston to sort of set off this week felt like incredibly important. And it was great to, to have them have that result, you know, winning that game, multi-goal game, right? Going into a place like Orlando where, you know, maybe you're facing some things like, you know, yeah, travel, short rest, but potentially things like fatigue, right? Uh, having to deal with stuff like weird uh, humidity uh, when you're in Orlando and having to play in that kind of stuff. That was something that was talked about actually a lot in pregame uh, type of stuff, how head coach Mark Skinner wants Orlando to be this place, uh, where it's difficult for the opposition to come in and play and that Orlando Pride should definitely utilize that to their advantage. Um, and, yeah, all, the, all that stuff, you know, it, are big, like, check, you know, boxes that you check off as, as far as your concerns, right, going into this. So especially with the Red Stars who had just faced this Orlando Pride team uh, a few weeks ago and they ended up losing to them in Bridgeview 2-1. to one. So there were some question marks, right, heading into – uh, this match. Uh, Alex Morgan was slated as officially out for this match for Orlando Pride, along with Marta. Um, recently announced, the Pride recently announced that they're actually shutting down uh, Alex Morgan in her season uh, for the remainder of the matches that they have uh, with her knee injury. I believe it was like a p patella stress fracture. I, I could be getting that wrong, but I uh, hope get well uh, to her. And uh, for this for this match, it just felt like well, Orlando's missing some key components there. We'll see how things play out. And for Chicago, the way they lined up with this match was 
not too different as far as formation, but maybe a little bit different in terms of personnel. Uh, just because for this particular road trip, they were without Aaron Wright, who was out in the Houston match due to illness. And then Vanessa DiBernardo was also listed as unavailable for selection <laughs> this match with apparently the virus that's going around. I I think it, I, I blame the Chipotle. I think it was the Chipotle. I mean, I know I know the players love it, man, but we got to we got to start asking the questions. Got to ask the questions. <laughs> Those hard-hitting questions like, "Hey, what if it's the Chipotle? What if the one you love betrayed you?" Oh, no, hurts you the worst. Exactly. So we got to we got to ask these questions. So, uh the Red Stars for this match, they without these two typical starters, they lined up as followed. They had Alyssa Nayarnett, Casey Short, Tanner Davidson, Julie Ertz, Sarah Gordon running out the back line. Uh, Danny Colaprico, Morgan Bryant, Nikki Stanton, uh, Katie Johnson, Sam Kerr, and Yuki Nagasato running out um, the top line there. So Nikki Stanton really coming in clutch for the Chicago Red Stars. Yeah. Uh, getting the start in the midfield and Katie Johnson uh, becoming that sort of third forward option. And I think... If I recall correctly, in our preview of this match, I think in general, I just wanted the midfield. I literally just gave a vague midfield answer. I just want, I was like, whoever is de- deemed the midfield for this match, I just want them to have a good game. And you had mentioned that you wanted the uh, the third forward option to try to have a, have an impact in this match. And, and I kind of feel like, for the most part, uh, those areas that we were looking at for an area of impact... Um, kind of came through uh katie johnson had an impact had a definite impact <laughs> i'm gonna actually let you talk about the because i know you said that uh you hopped into this game kind of into the second i did uh, half. yeah so i sort of feel like knowing that katie johnson ended up getting this this you know double yellow slash red card and had to be sent off in this in this match yeah i mean the the wild thing is i mean wednesday night games i work evenings and so it's i i can never watch them live so um I watched, you know, I, I abbreviated my experience and I watched the second half later that night. Um, and I knew what was going to happen. And yet pretty much everything that happened in that entire game was incredibly unlikely in that even just um, Orlando keeping Chicago from scoring. Chicago played pretty well. This was not like the last Orlando game. Like Ashlyn Harris had a very good game. Um, I think, you know, Chicago got in behind. They were connecting pretty well. Like, I I don't think you could necessarily blame them for effort for not being able to get a goal. Um, And so that was unlikely. And then, yeah, I mean, the thing with Katie Johnson is that her first yellow was kind of weak, but the second one was a mistake. She made a big mistake um, on on, already on a yellow card. Um, That was a card all day, that second foul. And, um you could see immediately how disappointed she was that it had happened. Um, and oh, I thought it was also kind of funny because Ashlyn Harris like stormed up very angry. And I was like, you can't, A-Rod did that. You can't, <laughs> you, you can't follow that energy. But um, uh, yeah, also, I mean, the cra- it's not going to do anything. Like she's no, already, it's set right, off. Right. Like, it's like um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing about that entire second half, which is that, like I said, everything that happened was very unlikely. Like even the other unlikely thing that happened was Chicago was playing down a player and looked fine. Like they didn't, they had to stretch. I know. I mean, famously Alyssa Nair was pretty frustrated with her defensive spacing, but um, 
they <laughs> they didn't look like they were down a player uh, for like the 23 minutes or so that they had to play under, but they did not look likely to score. And so what happened at the very end uh, was kind of even like I, I told Sandra this uh, after that I knew what had happened. I knew in my brain and I was watching the end of this game and I was like, there's no way. This can't come from what I'm watching right now yeah. <laughs> does not point to the thing that I know at all. The thing still happened. They got less and less likely to score as stoppage time went on. Um, I just thought yeah. I was like, I was like, y'all lied to me. I don't know. No, it, it was uh, it was definitely a wild finish. Uh, you know, the Red Star for this, all this talk about fatigue and stuff like that. I thought the Red Stars did a fairly OK job of just sort of uh, playing the game in front of them. Uh the Orlando, was, Orlando. They, tend, ahead, they kind of played a bit. They kind of played a bit more. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like they were playing a bit more direct. I think than they were. Right. They were going to because part of the issue with the last time they played uh, against Orlando was that they felt like they were playing too direct, and yet that was still happening in this match. Right. So seeing Katie Johnson sort of having the game that she was having, you know, she had a good shot on goal. Yeah. Uh, curling she was had her off the ball movement was really good and then all of a sudden you're into the second half and she goes out in the 60 minute yep. and you're like well if you wanted to open a play before you definitely don't have <laughs> yeah. much of an option now right, yeah that direct play is going out the window yeah, so i think i think also i think we have to shout out um the another major difference in this game and, and versus the other kind of poor losses uh, from the past month, which is that Julia Ertz and Tina Davidson didn't give up much. You know, it's like they just didn't have the fragility in the back, despite some of the trouble they were having going forward. Um, you know, oh, they were great. Yeah, yeah, they were really good. I don't think Orlando Orlando had one shot on goal the entire game. And I think it came in the first half. I don't think Orlando had a shot on goal for the entire second half of that match. Um which, yeah. which it's the thing that you always say, which is like, if you can just be stable in the back, you always give your team a chance, right? And you don't have to chase. And that's what Chicago did. They they stayed stable. They And this actually translated to the Sky Blue game too, and we'll talk about that. But um, even though they looked destined for a draw, they never looked like they were going to lose this game. Uh, yeah, no, and I, I think it... it... Oh man, I think it's uh, it was the energy, that vibe, the mindset, right? The the mentality of they were never going to lose this game was absolutely it just sort of you could see that it came from the top down, bottom up, whichever way you want to look at it. Because you know when Katie Johnson got this this red card and she was going to get sent off, the wrestlers immediately got into this huddle and like lined up with their coaches on the sideline. And all of a sudden, you saw this frantic like coaching happening on the sideline. Uh, they made an immediate substitution. They still stayed attack-minded and attack-positive. They they brought Savannah Caskill on immediately for Nikki Stanton. Yeah. Um, the vibe was like, we're not going to lose this game. Right. Like, and not even that the, we're not going to lose this game. It was like, we're going to win three points. Like, right. we're going to get three points tonight. Yeah. Some kind of way. I talked about like, this. That was the vibe. Yeah, and I talked about this a little bit in my recap, and I do think I do think we are moving into and this is something where obviously we don't know what Chicago's roster is going to look like next year but we are moving into this interesting sort of uh not race but kind of some vying for playing time between Katie Johnson and Savannah McCaskill right now um in a way that 
is I think is good for both players because I think both players are developing and also good for the team because Katie Johnson gets sent off. Guess who you can bring on? Savannah McCaskill. And <laughs> also because because that center back pairing was so solid, they didn't need Nikki Stanton at the six to clean stuff up, you know? And so they were able to really go for it. And that ultimately, I mean, honestly, I mean, quite honestly, Savannah McCaskill was not involved in the final goal, but I think that that mentality shift. Yeah. It's infectious. Yeah. It's significant. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, to having Julie Ertz and Turner Davidson in the back line there, also, I think even though you're thinking attack-minded stuff and you're not thinking that your back line is going to have an impact in that, they absolutely do have an impact <laughs> in that because it's like when you have them back there, it's like you know yeah. they're going to clean that shit up. And shout out to the rest of us in this game in particular because they gave me such great stuff to give. Oh, my it, God. They I mean, were Julia sick a, of it. <laughs> yeah, Julia's had like this ridiculous sequence where she oh, just had three shots. Multi-stop, multi like yeah. three-shot sequence. It was amazing. Yeah, she uh, won the ball. Yeah, Alyssa Ertz with like a uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Moss. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like fucking up my names right now. Yes. Alyssa Nair with like these uh, shrug moments. It was like fantastic. Just like all this really, really good stuff coming out of the Red Stars, who again were just like getting to the point where it's like, all right, I'm out of time. We're going to figure out how to win this game yeah. some, some kind of way. Um, and then even Sam Kerr like having this battle with. Ashen Harris and still like not stopping like she was still trying to get this goal that she was searching for this entire night and uh, Sam Kerr made it happen some type of way I mean I mean we have to be real here if they had not if they had drawn that game I'm not sure what happens next after that yeah it would have said like a I think a different type of vibe going into sky blue sky blue right exactly Uh, the official ended up giving five minutes of stoppage time in this game. So we're building up to the goal. So the official ends up giving uh, five minutes of stoppage time here, uh, probably based on the <laughs> the subs and a couple of moments where there were some um, pretty physical challenges and, and players were down. Um, but this sequence in which during stoppage time, Orlando kind of had this presence of mind to try to keep the ball in Chicago's half and yeah. press and try to push for a goal of their own ended up kind of biting them in the butt because Julie Ertz ended up she said session. She said, and, buckle up, losers. We're going to go score a goal. And she forced everyone to come with us. She was like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Keep the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they did. And God bless uh, Zoe Grouski, who, yeah. who had subbed on very, very late in this game. Yeah. Uh, also played a role in this as well. All of a sudden, you had multiple players within this box, and yep. the sequence in which this goal finally occurred happened because Juliet ran all the way the hell up into this, into this, uh, you know, Orlando's final third here, and uh, Casey Short and Zoe Gorowski sort of com- combined for these uh, a missed pass, right? Well, <laughs> the, the and whole, a deflected shot. Yeah, the whole sequence was crazy because, like, Ertz takes the ball up. Gorowski makes the exact correct run on the outside, gets acres of space. Her pass into the box isn't great, actually. It, it just right. goes right to an Orlando defender. Um, but then Casey Short, like, this whole thing happens because Casey Short played defense in the opponent's box. She got the ball back immediately, sends a shot out. That ball pings over to Sarah Gordon, who sees Kerr on the Locked right side. Kerr. Yeah. Um. 
No, this was a this was truly like I don't want to read too much stuff into this, but this was like this was like a vibe sort of a goal. This was like a these players know each other really well and got into the right places at the right times. Um it's like big yeah, sure, big time players make big time yeah, players. Yeah, but also make, just like But it's also like smart players make smart decisions. And also just like <laughs> teammates teammates know where their teammates are going to be, you know? It was dope to see. Yeah. My favorite part about this moment in which Sarah Gordon does find Sam Kerr, right? Her BFF and swings her this yeah. and swings her this ball and Sam Kerr has an option. Sam Kerr, probably one of the greatest strikers in the world right now, has a split second decision to make a choice. Because yep. she had some acres of space there in front of her. Yep. And she had the presence of mind to say, I'm not going to run at you right now and try to run at this goal. But she ends up serving in this ball. And it's amazing to watch her serve in this ball and have her do the phantom Leap. Oh my god. It's she wanted so to channel good. the header yeah. energy. She jumped to for Casey her. Short. <laughs> to Casey Short. So there's something I, I I noticed this specifically. There's something about so this is the second time Sam Kerr has done this this season, right? She did it for Aaron Wright and then she did it for Casey Short. Um, she wants her defenders to score. She wants her defenders to score. I also think a little bit it's the combination of Kerr doing that kind of a childlike motion while wearing a giant shirt (laughs) (laughs) just makes her look like a little like one of the great things about Sam Kerr is that she plays like a person who has not unlearned some of like the youthful impulses right of of being an athlete and that's one of the fun things about watching her play and that moment just like encapsulated all of that it was so perfect yeah I had a gift it from like five different it was so good yeah it was worth it every time Casey Short (laughs) <laughs> feeds off that energy right mm-hmm. she feeds off the cross and she feeds off the energy and nails this ball yeah. and just takes Ashlyn Harris's outstanding performance and just yeeted it into the <laughs> garbage can yeah and this goal this game-winning goal comes in the in 95th minute stoppage time with about 20 to 30 seconds left remaining and the joy that just fucking emulated from Casey Short uh, out of this moment was spectacular. Everybody yeah. was, it literally took everybody's breath away. Everybody was like, what just happened? It's a moment that brings a whole team together. You know, that that felt like, it reminded me of, um, it reminded me of the win against Seattle last year. That late game winner. Do you remember that one? That yeah, it was super, a good game. That super physical game. I think Aaron Wright left with like a neck injury. Yes, correct. Um, and, and then, then Sam Kerr got that late exactly. game. Exactly. That's what that felt like to me. I was like, oh, it's on now for Chicago. Um, yeah. The momentum. The momentum was like palpable. Yeah. Like this out of this game. Uh, the Red Stars made their final sub just as a bit of a time waster. Katie Nunn ended up coming on for Danny Colaprico in the 97th minute. Um, right after the she stepped foot on the pitch, the official blew the whistle. And uh, the Red Stars robbed themselves. It was like this weird throwback to the scam gang. And well, they just came out of here with these three points. What man. did, we, what did we, what'd you call them? We were texting. They called them, what are they, zo- zombie gang? Oh, the zombie gang? They were, yeah, they they were, were dead, but they now were they're dead. alive. <laughs> now they're alive. And they're just, uh, they're just all undead together. Yeah. Which was appropriate for this road trip because again the travel and the short rest like yeah. that's gonna that's gonna make you feel dead for sure. <laughs> uh, so so the 
Chicago Red Stars, the Walking Dead Red Stars, ended up coming out of this match with three points. And fantastic performance uh, from Casey Short. It was something that she had built off of uh, from that prior match against Houston when she ended up getting an assist on a, a great assist on a, on a goal yeah. for McCaskill came into this match, had another great defensive performance and has a game winning goal to show for it. So as the Red Stars headed into New Jersey, you have a way more different vibe going into this match. I think it feels there's a little less pressure in terms of the result, right? Just, uh, you're, you're going in there with two wins. Yeah. And also just a, probably a little less soul searching, you know, I bet they're a little, they were just a little less freaked out by the whole thing, you know, um, a little less worried that they were going to do something silly and drop a result. Um, no, the only thing that I'm thinking about kind of segging the two is, um, I just, I don't think, I think it's significant that Sam Kerr had such a nice assist in the Orlando goal. Um, and then we'll get to it, but she also had a wonderful assist in the sky blue goal or sky blue match. Um, yeah. And the first, the first goal against sky blue. So I just think that, yeah, I just think that there was a vibe that was really working for him. It's a wave, right? And it kind of felt like they were riding it yeah. um, into New Jersey for sure. And I think again, uh, just, Hopping back into our last episode, I think for this particular match, the concerns for this match versus the concerns that we would have had for uh, that Orlando match were a little bit different. I think these were just, they were, they were similar in the sense where it's like, oh, travel and short rest, right? But it was different in the they sense of like just... the, the sort of the results that they got against Sky Blue, which have been none. I was <laughs> so... just worried about the the people they were missing, you know, that no right, no Di Bernardo. And then after no, the red card, no, no Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, so you're going in there on travel. Cool. Going in there, short rest. Cool. And going in there shorthanded, not something we prepared for. Didn't talk about that. Right. What happens now? But in NWSL, it's like just one of those things where it's like, you're, this league is supposed to be built up to be one of the most competitive, right? Next man up kind of vibe and mentality. So I think with having a player like Katie Johnson being available along with Vanessa DiBernardo, which I think people maybe might've been holding their breath, right. For, for that following match. Cause I mean, illness is kind of unpredictable. So you don't know if like someone's going to be able to go or whatever. Right. But, um, we were out with these, uh, three players for, for this, for this upcoming match. And I think, we just maybe kind of would have assumed that somebody like Savannah McCaskill was going to, was going to get that start just based off of the, again, this, this last match and sort of riding the wave and the momentum into, into New Jersey. So uh, the Red Stars, as far as this match, this took place on after Wednesday took place on the following Sunday and they lined up as followed with Alyssa Nair net, Similar back line with uh, Casey Short, Tanner Davidson, Julie Ertz, Sarah Gordon rounding out that back line. Um, midfield consisted of Cola Rico, Morgan Bryan, and we, I think we thought initially it was going to be Yuki in the 10, but it ended up sort of more being, I think, Savannah McCaskill. Yeah. And then you had Yuki Nagasato and Sam Kerr rounding out the starting 11. So, first initial impressions of this starting lineup, still thought it was a pretty solid lineup. I thought this is a team that can come into New Jersey and get a result. That was honestly my my first initial reaction, along with the oh maybe Yuki's gonna be the ten, but it ended up being that she really wasn't. What were some of your initial uh, reactions to this? Yeah, I, I, I forgot Brokelby. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I was ter- gonna say we're missing how a person. Dare I, how <laughs> dare I forget the president? Yeah. Shame. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think I will say that I think putting Brooke Elby as a forward is better than putting her as a midfielder. Um, and her and Sam Kerr. She's got to run free, you know. She has to, like, be free to do her thing on, on the pitch. Um, no, I mean, I thought – I mean, I, I tweeted that I, I thought Yuki was going to have to have a good game. Um, that's when I thought she was going to be in the 10 spot. But um, I, I still think that – I do think that there was – you know, there are some games for Chicago where Yuki is just like a bonus sometimes, you know, when they're playing really well. And then sometimes they really need her to kind of pull everything together. Um, and she did a, she had a great game um, on Sunday. Uh, other thoughts? That was pretty much it. I was just, you know, I'm not worried about that defense. And I think that we should also highlight how well Sarah Gordon's done out on the wing after playing in center back for so many weeks in a row. Um Where- but, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of hard to tell because as the game ultimately, like, played out, uh, the person who had to have a good game was Alyssa Nair, apparently. Um, yeah. And she okay. did, which is great. Um, and so, yeah, I guess maybe, like, not any individual player formation, but it's just, like, you have to understand that with this kind of a schedule – the Red Stars were going to make mistakes. Like, there was no way they were going to avoid that. So it was just how can you elevate past the mistakes that you know that you're going to make? You know, I thought for this I thought for this match, just considering just considering the two prior matches that they had against Sky Blue, more specifically that last match that they had in, against them in Yosek Field where they were also on short rest, right? And then they went down a goal, what was it, right around the hour mark or 70th minute mark, then equalized late in the stop of time, and then let the game go and stop the time all all at once, right? Is there um, is there a team in NWSL history who has been worse at getting a tie than the 2019 Chicago Red Stars? We'll have to wait till the season's over, I think, to evaluate no, that. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, they've, they've just had a couple spec. They've had that one spectacular sky blue loss, right, where they really tried to tie and failed. And then they have the Orlando, like, spectacular win where they very yeah. much tried to tie and failed. So <laughs> it's, it's like they just can't. They Whichever can't do way. it. Yeah. They failed up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a mess, man. Oh, it's gonna be fun to analyze this stuff at the end of the season. Yeah. But particularly for for this match, that's compared to to that more recent loss that they had against Sky Blue. I felt it was, I felt they did a better job in this game on short rest. Right, it's just sort of playing the game in front of them. Really, right. I felt like in that last match, uh, having gone into Sky Blue and sort of having dropped a couple results and then feeling like you're going to get the, you know, trying to get this win and like you see a team on paper, right. And you're like going to beat this team. We're going to just like knock them out. And like, we're going to just set the, set the tone and dictate the tempo from the jump, blah. Right. And then that doesn't happen. And then the rest of us kind of go into this weird kind of panic mode. Right. And that never happens. And it didn't happen. And we're this match. I just thought they did a very good job of, like you could tell they were like, okay, this is who we got. <laughs> this is who we're rolling with. Right. And this is how we're going to, we're going to execute this. And I thought they did a much better job in this match of executing their game plan and just sort of playing the game in front of them 
as it came there. It didn't feel like very, very frantic in the beginning where they were like trying to hit sky blue with this like super high press and like be really aggressive right away. It really didn't like get that vibe in this match at all, which I think sort of ended up working in their favor. Cause when we started to see these goals, they happen first two goals for them happened in like this quick succession. And so the rest stars really didn't get their, their scoring underway in this match until the, what was it? The 30th minute. <clears throat> Yes. Yeah. So they didn't get their they didn't get their goals in this match until like the thirtieth minute, and they had had opportunities, but more so Sky Blue than anything else. Carly Lloyd was uh, definitely running some things there, and probably had the better of yeah, the opportunities yeah. in that first half. Let's be real; like she really, really did. But Alyssa Nair versus Carly Lloyd was pretty dope, and Alyssa Nair was not having that um, on that day. So in the thirtieth minute, this incredibly, incredibly dope uh, goal. This opening goal by Morgan Bryan uh, happens on this awesome sequence because we're going to – this is the Casey Short episode, guys. Right. In case you haven't caught on. But Casey Short had another phenomenal performance in this week of hers. And along with playing some really great defense, which I had a moment of, like, giving it, which she did an end line oh, run. Oh, that was so Stop smart. Yeah. Played it out. Go catch it. You could go see it on Hot Time right now. I have it up on it's my so most recent Casey Short piece. Uh, along with all this great defense that she was doing, Casey Short, again, playing high, higher up the, of the line here as she's been asked so often of this season. Uh, the rest are found themselves in uh, Sky Blue's half here. Uh, Sylvia, the final third. Casey Short pressing high, being aggressive on the play, uh, forces sort of this disjointed pass from Sky Blue and Morgan Bryan gets on the end of this ball. And Morgan Bryan feeds this ball forward to a darting Sam Kerr, and it almost looks like it's going to have a little too much sauce on it. But Sam Kerr has enough in the tank to get there, get in line with this ball, and serve it right back to Morgan Bryan, who's making this alternate run, and gets this opening goal, her first NWSL goal in her NWSL career. Yeah. It was quite dope. Let um, me know how you feel about it, Claire. Yeah, this goal was really good. Um, I mean, I, I do want to say that that ultimately I do think the final scoreline was really harsh on Sky Blue. I think Sky Blue played really well. I'm very excited about them. There are flashes of them. They connect really well in the midfield. They're going to get there. You feel really good about it. But, um, yeah, this goal – I mean, I said this. I, I tweeted <laughs> – did a whole long thing on Twitter today about it, but um, it was reminiscent of Vanessa DiBernardo's goal against Utah last year, and then DiBernardo's goal against Orlando also last year, where um, there's something about a chi- like the the classic Chicago midfielder that's able to create the play and distribute the ball out and then make that deep lying run. It's also what like Lindsay Horan was so good at last year. There, there's something that's a good, a good midfielder, a scoring midfielder, a forward looking midfielder does their job in the middle of the field. They get the ball, they distribute it out. And then they keep making that run to be equally dangerous in front of goal. And yeah, this, she did. She put a little too much on it, but Sam Kerr, got to it and sent the ball back and she was completely unmarked at the top of the box. Um, 
And so I it was a kind of play that Chicago's actually had some really nice goals this year, but it's a specific one. And I think it's also significant in that um, with DiBernardo out for, you know, a couple of games this week, um, Sam Kerr and Morgan Bryan are like, they're developing a relationship on the field that they didn't necessarily have time. They didn't quite have time to do it last year. And, and obviously, because Brian went to the World Cup, they didn't have as much time as they could have this year. But uh, it's good. It's good that you have a number eight. And like also, Chicago's formation was interesting. Danny Colaprico sat really far back for parts of the game. Um, they were basically doing a three-back of Ertz, Colaprico, and Davidson with the two wings pushing way far forward. Um, which also just indicates that Danny Colaprico is feeling good. She's able to kind of carry that weight if she needs to pushing back. And then Morgan Bryan really was looking forward. And that is not a role she's had for the U S for a very long time or possibly ever, but it's something that she can do really well. And so I think that all of that was just a very positive sign for the club in general. Yeah. I thought it was pretty dope to see Sam Kerr get the sort of game winning assist right against Orlando and then get this, game opening assist in this sky blue match. I right. thought it was kind of poetic almost. And then talking about this wave right now and riding it, the Red Stars immediately after this goal, you're talking like 90 seconds, turn around and link up on their second goal for this match. It took place in the 33rd minute. None other than the old school international connection with Yuki Nagisato getting on this ball and Sam Kerr making this great run wide and stretching, you know, and giving some space here for Yuki Nagisato to, you know, pass this ball through this beautiful lane and Sam Kerr gets on the end of this ball and nutmegs Shady Carradine on this second goal. It was a very, very nice goal for Sam Kerr in her old stomping grounds of your sack field. And the rest are found themselves up 2-0. And heading into halftime, feeling good, right? I think if you're coming into this type of match, right, ending, you know, capping off this type of week against this type of team, two goals up on Sky Blue, you're feeling good about it. I feel like, obviously, that's a manageable game. Yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, the second goal, the second goal was just, yeah, pretty traditional stuff. Um, I think it's good. I mean, I do. I think it's a good killer instinct. You see this with North Carolina a lot. I think it's a good killer instinct to follow up. What do they say that the the first five minutes after the half starts and after a goal are like the most volatile minutes in soccer? I think it's smart. You got to push for the second one right away. Um, and especially because Chicago knew they were on tired legs. I just think that um, especially with that particular back, back line, you're up, you're up by two against Sky Blue. That's a, that's manageable. You can hold on to that, you know. Um, obviously, you're going to push for a third, and, and they finally got that later. But, um, yeah, I mean, the game pretty much went the way they wanted the first one to go, or the second one to go against Sky Blue. Um, yeah, no, for sure. So it was cool that they learned. It was good to see them <laughs> learn in real time, you know. <laughs> way to execute. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, yeah, no, and only because into the second half, like, you still had these moments where, again, like you said, and on this, and on this show too. Again, this is a, this is a Chicago Red Stars podcast, but you know, Claire and I, 
we love we like to show love respect where love's appropriate you know what i'm saying so like sky blue yeah we're excited about what they got going on here yeah um seeing them play against the red stars specifically even though it sucks to sort of have to recap those losses you could tell that they're trying to really build something there and uh carly lloyd still you know homegirl still has it she was still getting opportunities on that listener was still making it difficult for her uh to try to get anything past there and the red stars went ahead and started making their subs uh in this match late later into the second half you had Zoe Grothy come on for Brooke Elby right around the 75th minute. And then uh, Katie Naughton came on for Morgan Bryan in the 85th minute. And uh, that third goal happened because of that sub. You had Zoe Grothy come on into this <laughs> late into this match. And pretty much it was just a hustle play, right? Like, she gets on the end of this ball. And a and really good pass. ton of space, right? She has this vision to just see all these, like, gaps of space. And she could have made, like, a number of passes there, but she had she fed this ball forward. And Yuki Nagisato, because she's so smart, was already making a run and ends up getting on the end of this ball in the box and puts it away for the third goal. And the Red Stars found themselves up late in the game, 3-0, and you're sitting pretty. Yeah, I mean, shout out Zoe Gorowski. Um She got, you know, more playing time this week than she has all season. And she was an integral part of, of two goals. Like, that's awesome. I mean, that's exactly what you work for. That's that's the success that you hope to find. And um, it just goes to show, you know, there's a lot of really capable players out there, um, especially with a nine-team league. Um that don't always get the playing time that they deserve just because there's too many good players. And so uh, I'm so happy that she was able to have the week that she had and, you know, lock up very important results for her team. Yeah, word. It was dope to see. I thought also, it was- shout out, I just want to quickly shout out Zoe Gorowski because, like, you and I know this, and, and we've talked about this, but I'm not sure we talked about it publicly. Zoe Gorowski has been with the team for a while. Um, oh, yeah. Before being rostered with them. She was part of the reserves last year. Um, yeah, she's worked very hard for this opportunity um, and stuck oh, yeah. around and um, being able to get that time and contribute with the first team. Um, that's really, really awesome. And that's great for her. And it's great for the club. And just super shout out to Zoe Gorowski for sticking with it um, and, and showing up when she was needed. Yeah, no, 100 percent. I mean, you know, got drafted by the Red Stars a couple of years ago and you know, they love their hometown kids. So we love it to see the hometown kids, you know, getting their, finding their success with the rest stars. You know yep. what I'm saying? So it was dope to see, the, um, you know, Zoe Gorowski come on and, and do her thing and, and walk away with a, with an assist in one of these games. So, yeah, that was definitely, definitely dope. Um, and, like, the vibe right now around the rest stars, you know, after dropping three in a row, going on their hell week, and then coming out of it, winning three in a row, the vibes are good, man. It's feeling pretty dope right now. The Red yeah. Sox have two games remaining on their schedule. And uh, we're going to get back to our regular posting schedule um, because this last, what is it, about three or four weeks has been kind of crazy as far as the scheduling and the yeah. podcast and stuff like that. But the final two games are just your general games with the week in between. And uh, this next match uh, coming up for the Red Stars is going to be Saturday on the 21st. And it's going to be against Washington Spirit. And the Red Stars right now find themselves 12-8-2. Uh, 
so far on the season, and they are currently sitting, as of this uh, episode recording, uh, they're currently sitting in second place uh, in the NWSL league standing, which is uh, kind of nice, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think for oh, sorry, no, 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 I'm just saying, I think with two games remaining, I think the attitude is still you want to win out, right? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they kind of, I mean, they don't have to, they really don't, but um, especially the way the games have been going for the other teams, but. Um, uh, so to guarantee to guarantee third, um, Chicago needs to get to forty two points, and they're at thirty eight right now. So, um, they don't have to get to that number to make the playoffs. But if they want just to lock third, um, the other teams' uh, like top capacity points possibilities are are at forty one. So, um that's the number that they don't have to hit but if they do then they'll know for sure that they're in before that last uh regular season bye week which i'm sure will be nice for them if they can do it so that's a win and a tie um and i think you got to keep the momentum going you know they're gonna any momentum they have is going to grind to a halt with the space that they have between the regular season and the postseason but um I also just think, you know, all respect to the spirit, I think they're really good. Um, they've played Chicago real tough both other times they've played each other. But um, I think I think for Chicago, if this is the team, if this is the lineup that they think is going to win them a semifinal, that team has to win the next two games to feel like they have enough to to take care of um if they get third it'll be either probably portland or north carolina that they play yeah no word i think it's important to start thinking about those you potential have to they've only got two players. games left yeah they've only got two games left and their season ends on the 28th right says you know some other teams out there that have what three four even five games yeah washington with- actually has a ton some, left yeah right on some of their schedules um and you're talking about ending before October and should play when ever playoffs roll around, you know, they're not starting until mid to late, uh, you know, October. So you're talking about a bit of a gap there as far as some soccer matches for, for the Red Stars. But for this Washington Spirit team that's coming in to Bridgeview this weekend, they're coming off of a draw, uh, a big draw, I think, uh, against the rain. They played at Audi Field, so it was like a really good vibe for them, cool turnout. And uh, they're still, you know, in the hunt for the playoffs themselves. They're sitting in the, ta- in the middle of the table with, with 26 points. And so more so than this goofy concept of, like, playing spoiler, they're trying to rack up points to sneak into these playoffs. And um, they've got Mel Pubeck and Roosevelt is apparently going to be uh, warming up and, you know, getting back to her fitness as far as performing with club. So those are things to keep an eye on. As far as for Chicago, a player to have an impact in this uh, upcoming match. I mean, I think there's a number of players that we can agree should have a have an impact in this match. I would I would still like to see the back line as they are. I think um, I think yeah, you want to build wins. You want to build like smart, cohesive soccer going into the playoffs. Of course, you want those things. But for me. A Chicago head, I want some kick-ass defense going into, yeah. 
going into the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, I want more shutouts, and I want I want them to get those shutouts against other teams that are in the hunt. So I want a shutout against the Spirit, and I want a shutout against Utah Royals. I think that's very important. I think it's different to say, like, oh, like you got a shutout against the Pride, and you got a shutout against, you know, New Jersey. It's different, and you're getting a shutout against these type of teams that are sort of in the hunt. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I want goals and all that good stuff, but I would also definitely love to see this back line again. Um, if this is going to be the back line moving forward, uh, I want them to get as much time together as possible and uh, keep vibing and keep gelling uh, into this match. Who do you want to have uh, an impact? Um, I would like, speaking of, if this is, you know, like the question, if this is the lineup, um, I want Vanessa DiBernardo back uh, because she's someone who's missed two games and now they've only got two more games before they've got the big break. So I want DiBernardo to be back in the starting lineup and uh, I want her to really be feeling comfortable because uh, she's an incredibly important part to uh, to Chicago trying to manifest this uh, higher quality of play. Yeah, word. I think Vanessa DiBernardo has been pretty essential when you're looking at sort of mm, maybe some of those bigger, more marquee wins, right. right? You're talking about like that huge win earlier this year against the Rain, that four-goal win. She had a great game there that, uh, you know, that, that World Cup homecoming game. Right, the North Carolina game, North yeah. Carolina, that was huge, uh, even in the match against uh, Houston before she kind of got sick. I thought she did all right. So uh, definitely, definitely an important and integral uh, player for the Red Stars. And, yeah, I would agree with you. Definitely want to get her back so she can be vibing with the team moving forward. Um, so, yeah, uh, I hope it's a win. Uh, I hope it's a shutout. Uh, and I hope the good vibes keep rolling on and have the good times uh yeah keep, keep moving i mean we i mean we you should take a second here you gotta you gotta appreciate the moments while you have them um i know you and i we were both kind of we were worried about this week we didn't know it was gonna happen and and it's really it's it's nice to to take out of those three games the feeling that yeah the postseason is probably gonna happen um is good i think they've yeah. done well no word. I think uh, I think in general, I think in general the Red Stars have, um, while they give themselves <laughs> a lot of things, they to, have, yeah. While they give themselves a lot of things, they give themselves a lot of things to think about and critique themselves on and do that. Uh, they've also sort of forced us to do that as well. You know, you know I, mean? I keep going back to it was in the middle of I think the first losing streak. We asked Vanessa Di Bernardo what was going on, and she just kind of said, "We're different this year. We're gonna win more games, but that also means we're gonna lose more games." Yeah, and she's she was right. She was one hundred percent right. Yeah, we were, and we didn't know what to do with that at the time. Right, we were like, "All right, uh-huh. okay." We were like, "Yeah, yeah." They've right, won way more games this year than they did last year. Yeah, they've also lost some games. Oh yeah, They've but lost the wins. Third of their game. The wins are good. The wins are good. It's better. Ten draws doesn't that doesn't win you anything. Nah, so. that gets you into the playoffs for sure. Right. We've seen it happen multiple yep. times. Right. But it's uh yeah, the winning is nice when it happens for sure. So uh yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep uh let's keep the good stuff going. Claire, do you want to let the people know where they can find you and your good work? Yes, I will be. 
<laughs> my watch will continue at Hot Time in Old Town yep. uh, after every uh, Red Stars game. Um, you can find my work on the Equalizer. And, uh, yeah, here. We do this every week, you know. We do love this podcast of ours, don't we? Uh, ditto on all the other stuff. Uh, you can find some of my work at Hot Time. I usually hit you up with the previews while Claire hits you up with the recaps. I have, uh, you know, key points and things that we learned in the match on Hot Time as well. This week has been a little different. It's already published right now. Instead of a thing that we learned, it's just a thing that we knew. And it's uh, the fact that Casey Shore absolutely kicks ass this season. And uh, you should go check it out. It's live right now. And uh, all those other good places. Shout out to Hot Time. Shout out to Equalizer. Shout out to SecretarySoccer.com. Uh, if you want to follow me on Shenanigans, you can do that on Twitter. At Sangarera underscore. A-C-R-R-E-R-A underscore. Uh, but if you're not into reading or doing any of that stuff, if you only like to listen to your content, then you should absolutely continue your support of the Southside Trap Podcast. The podcast that helps you stay outside the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that on all social media channels, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Southside Pod with one letter P. And you can go ahead and find us and listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. So go ahead and uh, subscribe to us, give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review. We appreciate that stuff. That stuff helps us out tremendously when producing Chicago Red Stars content for you all. And we will be back next week to recap the match against Washington Spirit, and hopefully it's a win. See you all next week.